You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Sharon Nelson and John Simic, and we're the hosts for today's show, which is being recorded at the American Bar Association's mid-year meeting in San Diego, California. And I'm John Simic. We're here to cover this event and its highlights for you, our listeners. Joining me now, I have Mina Westford, Carolyn Angus, Elizabeth Clark, Heather Riley, and Mike Kaparski. So before we get rolling here, let's run around the table and tell us who you work for, what you do, and a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Mina Westford, and I'm a Special Projects Manager for Metropolitan Water District of Southern California. We deliver water to 19 million people in Southern California, covering six counties. Hi, I'm Carolyn Angus. I work in the Governor's Office of Planning and Research in Sacramento, California, and I focus on water policy. And I'm Elizabeth Clark, and I'm an attorney with Alan Matkins, and I'm a real estate attorney, and I, uh, my practice concentrates on renewable energy projects, and I was a moderator of today's discussion. Hi, I'm Heather Riley. I'm an Alan Matkins partner here in the San Diego office. I'm an environmental and land use attorney. I'm Mike Kaparski, and I direct our work on water resources at the Center for Law, Energy, and the Environment at UC Berkeley School of Law. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We know that you just did a CLE on water and the drought in California, and it was sponsored by the section of state and local government law. We're delighted to have you with us. John and I are normally the uh, podcasters and the hosts for Digital Detectives, but this is a special assignment, so welcome all. I have to tell you that John and I know next to nothing about your topic, so could somebody please tell me what the problem is with water in California? We're in a drought. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that in the news. (laughs) That's a good summary. Well, I gave the overview of the drought in the panel, so I will dive in. Uh, California is in the fifth year of consecutive drought, and it is the most um, historic drought in California's recorded history. We've seen critically low reservoir levels. Um, California's snowpack has seen historic low levels over the past few years. And we've, of course, seen dramatic impacts to fish and wildlife. Um, growers and agricultural communities are, have experienced stress due to uncertain water supplies. California's communities have been impacted. And we've also seen effects um, to our forests due to increased wildfire and forest health. And there are a myriad of other impacts as well. But is that for the whole state or just certain areas of California? The whole state. The whole state. The whole state. So aside from the snowpack, you mentioned that. Any other causes of the drought? Well, essentially, uh, you can think of the drought as a mismatch between supply and demand uh, where you have um, a lot more demand for water and particularly demand uh, where... Uh, the demands are expected to be met by supply, um, but a reduced supply. And that reduced supply is basically because it has not rained um, uh, as much as it normally does in California. And it's also been hotter than normal. So more ev- evaporation has happened um, from various places. Um, the, the result of that is that there's not enough water to go around. So given that, how are they allocating the water that they do have? Have they made changes in that? Well, last year, the governor declared a state of an emergency in order for mandatory uh, restrictions throughout the state. So the state had to cut back 25% of their water use. 
Here in San Diego, all of the water agencies have implemented a variety of measures to address that emergency order from the governor. Everything from conservation to water recycling, there's a lot of measures being taken to address the effects of the drought and to help plan for the future, assuming that it's going to be ongoing. The Metropolitan Water District implemented the nation's largest turf replacement program. We put in $450 million to ask Southern Californians to rip out their front or backyards and replace it with um, more appropriate plants that could withstand a drought. These um, answers are focus on the urban context and the urban uh, water management and water management of water rights more generally are two distinct legal uh, and management frameworks. Um, from the perspective of water rights, um, what has happened in this drought for only perhaps the third time in the state's history has been what's called curtailments. It's where the most junior water rights, that is the water rights that were put into place most recently in the state's history, um, have been told by the State Water Resources Control Board that they must reduce their usage. Um, that's something that uh, the State Water Resources Control Board has struggled with and made a tremendous effort to make progress on, but something that will vex uh, California in the future droughts that are going to mm. be more frequent and more severe um, under the effects of climate change. One of the reaction things that you mentioned was about changing the agriculture, you know, in people's residence and whatever to something that's more more appropriate. But I can imagine that there's probably a big impact on the agricultural industry in California as well, right? I mean, there's a lot of fruits, vegetables, and things that come from California. How's that, what does that impact to, the, to those folks? If you drive into the Central Valley, it's pretty alarming about how dry it is. And a lot of those farmers are going out of business and um, are unable to produce a crop this year. The wineries as well, I would imagine, right? Is it impact there too? I think the grapes might be affected a little bit, but they're always affected by weather. But um, I still have some wine available. <laughs> <laughs> Do you share well? <laughs> Down here in Southern California, the farmers in Imperial County, uh, they're... Um, a couple of years ago, the quantification settlement agreement went into effect and water that the farmers, in California, water law is first in time, first in right. And so those farmers who settled a long time ago had the first right to water from the Colorado River. A couple of years ago, that water was transferred to San Diego for urban uses, which did result in fallowing in the Imperial County, mm-hmm. um, which has had an impact on a variety of, of available fruits, vegetables, all that type of stuff right. down here, but also throughout the state. I think the real answer to your question is like the answer that I think we would all give to almost any question that you could ask about California water is it depends. Um, And part of the reason is it depends on the seniority of the particular um, water rights holder that you're talking about, but also uh, many water users who use surface water also depend on groundwater supplies. So what happens in the case of a drought um, where surface water is less available um, is that, for example, a farmer might choose to pump more groundwater than they normally do. So bring water up from uh, aquifers under the earth. The effect then, uh, even if they're able to continue production of their crops, is that that long-term resource, which acts as a buffer for California's water supply, is reduced and impacted in a variety of ways. Well, I'm going to ask a question that I don't even understand the meaning of it, but I was given this note that said (laughs) I was supposed to ask about uh, the latest on the Delta smelt. 
it, does that have meaning to you? <laughs> I think it should have meaning to all of California. Um, the state's water hub is based out of the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta, and we move about 30% of our water through that system. Um, the ecosystem is deteriorating, and we've had multiple um, regulations and biological opinions that don't allow us to move water to Southern California or even to the Central Valley. So the governor's proposed the California Water Fix and the California Eco Restore, and um, they just finished their EIR and are waiting for a record of decision on that project, which would allow for two tunnels to be built and move the pumps above the estuary and move water around so that we can protect the Delta smelt, which is an endangered species right now. When um, water, like the rain that just came through, it flushes out, it gets very um, turbidity, and the fish get confused and they go near our pumps. And so it's really, um, it's one of the um, reasons why we're um, losing some species along with water quality issues and, and other things that are aggravating that species. Hmm. So it's an endangered species that is inhibiting our ability to move water to Southern California or to the Central Valley. So what can Californians help to deal with the drought? And are there, have there been any innovative ideas or things that, that are on the horizon? Um, I think we're seeing a big push on water recycling. More people are accepting potable reuse and indirect potable reuse that we didn't see about 10, 15 years ago. A lot of groundwater um, programs are now groundwater cleanup, um, looking at opportunities there. Orange County has a big potable reuse project. San Diego is considering one called Pure Water. Um, San Diego last month just opened up its um, the largest desalination project in Carlsbad. So there's a lot of opportunity. I think um, conservation is a big deal. We're seeing Californians actually respond to this drought in a significant way. I'll mention two. Um, one is um, one of the most significant pieces of legislation to have emerged over the from the drought in the last few years is the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, um, and that has the potential to um, make a historic change in California, which has, to this point, not had any statewide management of its groundwater um, in any real terms, um, to having the potential for a system in which local groundwater basins are managed by new agencies that are coming together. There are many open questions as to how those agencies will form uh, and develop and then be able to carry out their new mandate for bringing sustainability to groundwater. Um, but it's a tremendous leap forward for California um, in managing resources that heretofore uh, not uh, been managed for sustainability. Um, the other is a growing interest in closing um, the water cycle, if you will. Currently, water is uh, different parts of water management are treated differently from jurisdictional perspectives. So you may have a flood control agency uh, and a stormwater management agency and water supply agencies who each manage different parts of water, which if you think about it, are all connected by a single hydrology. So there are some innovative ideas about how to take, for example, stormwater and using natural infrastructure like biological swales um, and infiltration basins to put that water into the ground um, and which has multiple benefits including for um, property values and, and uh, amenities in the areas that they're put in place um, but 
also, it reduces the impacts of stormwater, um, mm -hmm. which uh, can affect natural systems and then has the benefit of uh, potential recharging water that can be used at a later time, um, either that in that same year or in future years when we have more droughts. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you're optimistic for the future. Is that an accurate statement? I think that saying the glass is half full is probably hopeful. Um, California knows that it's in a drought and it's probably a sustained drought. So everyone at every level from the state to the regional to the local have to try hard to make sure that we can sustain water for the next generation and the generation after that. Hmm. Well, we want to thank all of you for the education that you've given our listeners. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all that you know. And if our listeners should want to follow up with any of you, how would they reach you? You can find our work um, on the website for Berkeley Law, which is um, law.berkeley.edu slash CLEE, C-L-E-E. The Alan Matkins website, alanmatkins.com, A-L-L-E-N-M-A-T-K-I-N-S.com. Uh, both Elizabeth and I are attorneys there, so that's where you'd be able to find us. I can be reached at the Governor's Office of Planning and Research website. Um, it's opr.ca.gov. And I'm at mwdh2o.com, and I encourage your listeners to go to www.bewaterwise.com to look at our rebates and incentive programs for both commercial and residential users and see if there's opportunities that they could save money and water. Thank you all very much. This has been another edition of Special Reports. This is Sharon Nelson and John Simic signing off. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.